Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is rare that you would see the Supreme Court say we're not going to let the as Court of Appeals, in this case, the D.C. Circuit, weigh in. Now, certainly we have seen that there are emergency circumstances, particularly sometimes involving presidents, where the Supreme Court will step in very quickly. I mean, we can think about Bush v. Gore, and we can also think about cases involving former President Nixon. Jessica Levinson, CBS News legal contributor, discussing the situation with former President Donald Trump and the Supreme Court. Uh, This is all pertaining to the election interference case, which is set to begin on March 4th. And to discuss this situation with us, sort of an unprecedented situation, we go to the Quiver River Electric guest line today. And Greg Storr, a Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter, is with us now on KMOX. Good morning, Greg. Thank you for being with us. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. So how unusual is this? It's pretty unusual, although it's happened more frequently in recent years. Uh, This is a process known as cert before judgment, and that sounds really uh, lawyerly, lawyerly, but really what it means is just bypassing the federal appeals court, going straight from a federal district court to the Supreme Court, because a case is so important, needs to be decided so urgently. The Supreme Court has been more willing in the last few years to do that sort of thing. Is it sort of a a situation now, because they've gone this direction, that there's going to be an appearance of, well, maybe they're doing it the wrong way or, you know, see, um, he's he's got an agenda here. You know, will it be viewed that way or is this actually a kind of a normal thing to do? So it will certainly be viewed that way by some people. Um, That said, there is a pretty good argument for why the Supreme Court should jump in sooner rather than wait. First of all, it's an issue that that everyone, I think, agrees the Supreme Court ultimately will have to decide whether Donald Trump is is totally immune from actions he took as president uh, when it comes to criminal liability. And you know, we have a presidential campaign going on. Uh, there's a pretty strong argument, although Jack Smith you know, didn't make this argument because he, he doesn't want to be making these political arguments. But there's a pretty strong argument that one way or another, uh, the, it will serve the public to know the answer to that question before we get to the point where Donald Trump is a Republican nominee and before we get to the point where people are deciding whether or not to vote for him for president. So the Supreme Court is going to rule on this immunity claim by Donald Trump uh, that's going to take place. I don't know how long that's going to take. I guess probably nobody does. But the underlying case, the claim for immunity, is there any precedent whatsoever? Was there a precedent during the Nixon era? Is there any precedent whatsoever for this claim of immunity as president? 
So, so let, let me first start with the timeline because I just want to be want to be clear about something. The Supreme Court, um, I predict the Supreme Court ultimately will decide this, but in terms of whether they're going to decide it now, the Supreme Court hasn't said yet. We'll probably know that based on the briefing schedule the court laid out yesterday. We'll probably know that before Christmas or certainly before the new year, whether the Supreme Court will take this issue up right now. In terms of the precedent for it, the, the answer is really no. This claim is not one, this argument that a president is absolutely immune from things he, he did as president, and that's what Donald Trump is arguing. That has not been tested. Uh, it, 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 so that would be something new. The Nixon precedents, um, you know, certainly bear on that. For example, Gerald, Por- Gerald Ford, when he pardoned Richard Nixon, sort of acted under the presumption that Richard Nick- uh, Nixon could be prosecuted for things he did as president. So it, it, it's it's relevant, but there's not a direct precedent on it. Yeah, this is all going to be very fascinating as it unfolds. And uh, is there a concern that uh, maybe Jack Smith's case is going to dissolve here uh, in the U.S. Supreme Court? Most of the analysts that I've heard speak to this, uh, Greg, seem to think that the court is not going to side with the claim of immunity. You know, I I wouldn't want to hazard a prediction except to say that when it comes to Donald Trump's actions um, when it comes to sort of his personal liability for, for, for matters. This is not a court that has been reflexively pro-Trump. It certainly agreed with Trump as president on a number of occasions, but even the, the, uh, the justices he appointed, and there are three of them, uh, ha- have not uh, tended to agree with him on things like uh, you know, turning over documents and, and, and letting various investigations of him go forward. So I'm not sure I'm going to you know, jump on board and say I predict that the Supreme Court's going to side with Donald Trump here. Certainly Jack Smith has a number of obstacles he has to overcome to win a conviction here. This is one of them. There will be more down the road. But uh, I'm, I'm not so sure that this is one that he can't overcome. Greg Storr covers the Supreme Court for Bloomberg News with us now on KMOX. This is such a, a fascinating situation. And the question I asked uh, uh, John, we were talking about this earlier, is would there be, and maybe this is an unanswerable question, um, but would there be the possibility that because Trump has appointed a third of this Supreme Court, that maybe there's an expectation that they would lean in his favor on this? Is that possible or would it even matter? You know, I, I suspect Donald Trump may have that expectation, but you know, you just go back, go back to, for example, the fight over the the, the 2020 election, and uh, those three justices—Neil uh, Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett—were not the ones who said we should take up this this lawsuit that that aimed to overturn the results in in, in several states. Uh, they, they are, as I suggested earlier, not justices who had been. Uh, you know, knee-jerk supporting Donald Trump in the way that perhaps perhaps he would like. You know, probably the the the, the most likely votes for him uh, are ones that might come from a couple of the more established justices, conservatives, Clarence Thomas and and Sam Alito. Again, this is all pretty speculative because this is not a an issue the Supreme Court has had to deal with before. So it, it's a little hard to say. I know how a particular justice is going to come out. We know that uh, chief executives uh, of states, governors, uh, have been prosecuted for actions that they took in office right next door. Rod Blagojevich went to federal prison over actions he took as governor 
of Illinois. Are any of those issues potentially precedential here as it relates to the president of the United States? Probably not, just because we are dealing here with the U.S. Constitution and uh, things like what effect does the impeachment clause have on a criminal prosecution? That's one of Donald Trump's arguments uh, or kind of a a portion of his argument. He is saying, look, because they tried to impeach me for something somewhat similar and uh, while they did impeach him, uh, he wasn't convicted. He is essentially saying, um, you know, double jeopardy protects me here. And so those are and those are U.S. constitutional issues. So uh, I'm not sure that a state prosecution will will matter all that much. I mean, I, I, I do think the kind of general sense that no one in this country should be above the law will will pervade among uh, you know, some of the justices and, and, and maybe uh, most or all of the justices. Uh, but in terms of, uh, you know, a, an exact precedent, I'm not sure it's there. Yeah. And the district court ruling on this very question was pretty decisive. I mean, it, it basically said he was operating in a campaign capacity uh, as opposed to his office of the president during much of that November, December time period. Uh, and it also uh, poo-pooed the double jeopardy claim that was made. And, and it was a decisive opinion by the district court. Yeah, it, it was very, very much. And, uh, you know, looking here at a, a, just one quote from it, she said, Judge Tanya Chutkin said that Trump's four-year service as commander-in-chief did not bestow on him the divine right of kings to evade the criminal accountability that governs his fellow citizens. So, yes, very, very much a strongly worded opinion and one that, uh, you know, seemingly Jack Smith is, is confident enough in that, it, you know, take it up to the Supreme Court and say, hey, she got it right. Uh, you should affirm what she did. I know this isn't a, a Supreme Court case, but it, it is sort of, um, you know, adjacent to election interference. And there is the Rudy Giuliani defamation suit where he has been sued by two election workers in Georgia for defamation. And yesterday he goes to the press and he says, uh, everything I said about them is true. Talking about the, the people, um, and they have already decided that he, the court has already decided that he defamed them. Would he be in more trouble now because he said that to the media last night? You know, I'm not following the case okay. that case that closely, so I probably shouldn't uh, sh- shouldn't speculate or or say something beyond beyond what I know. I'm I'm sorry. No worries. I I just didn't know if uh, it, it seems very unusual. It would be a huge problem, but um, appreciate it. Yeah, just one I, more I, question. I, I, I oh. suppose I, I suppose I suppose just you know, <laughs> one thing I can say is that to the extent that. Um, the argument is that he is continuing to defame them by saying everything I said that is true. The, 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 the plaintiffs will, you know, should be, I would think, be able to argue, hey, there's even more damage here because he's continuing to do it. I don't know if the guy's got any money for them to get at in a civil suit, but that's a, that's a matter for another day. Hey, Greg, before I let you go, there's some pretty significant cases uh, this term before the Supreme Court. Uh, can you outline just a couple of the ones that are going to be most impactful? 
Yeah, well, let me actually outline one that, that they hadn't, haven't agreed to take yet, but they could agree to take very soon, perhaps tomorrow morning. And it's a case involving the abortion pill, Mifepristone. Uh, the, the, uh, there's a lower court ruling that put uh, restrictions and, and barred uh, the mailing of, of the drug and required people who were going to who wanted to, to take it uh, to, to visit a doctor. Um, that's a the, the Biden administration is appealing, and that's uh, the court could act on that as soon as tomorrow. The court also has a big gun case involving the Second Amendment rights of people who are subject to domestic violence restraining orders. It's got a whole lot of technical but really important cases involving the power of federal regulatory agencies and the rules they have to, to, to follow. Uh, and then there's some social media cases, a whole variety of them, about how uh, the extent to which the government may regulate social media and, uh, you know, informally, uh, you know, put pressure on social media companies to say, you know, take down the sleeping posts. So there's a whole variety of, uh, of issues. And, of course, we may get well get more Donald Trump uh, related issues before the term is over. We have a, a message from a listener that says, can we please have a, a, a week where there is no Trump news? That would be great. So um, that person does not want you to be correct. <laughs> they, they, they would love to not have this. I have a feeling, at least with regard to the Supreme Court, given everything that is going on with the election coming up, the four criminal trials and civil trials, uh, and this argument that the, the Constitution's insurrection clause bars Trump from being on the ballot, all those things are going to make Donald Trump very much in the world of Supreme Court news. And that's even beside, you know, adding to all the other non-Supreme Court Donald Trump news. Oh, fun. Hey, Greg Storr, thank you so much. The information, great, as always. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.